0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with our guest today, Cole Kornberg. Cole, how are you today, sir?
1: Good. How are you doing, man?
0: Oh, I can't complain. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day out here in Southern California. You guys staying warm in Utah?
1: Yeah, as long as I stay in my house right now, we're we're staying really warm. Now it's the weather's been actually, I don't know, one day it's in the 60s and the next day it's snowing. So I don't think it can make up its mind here.
0: <laughs> well... I wanted to uh, jump on the call with you today uh, for the podcast. I appreciate you joining us. And I kind of wanted to let uh, all of our listeners know what's going on with, with Cole Kornberg. You have um, been all over the place since like September, October of last year. And you are just blowing things up left and right um, in a positive way. And so, you know, there's always questions, you know, what's Cole doing? Where's he at? He's got so many so many hands in the fire, so to speak. So I wanted to touch base with you and kind of give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Um, tell us what's going on in your world, brother.
1: Well, I appreciate that. You know, I I, uh, I left Barnes uh the end of last year. It was probably in October, October-ish. Um, you know, and I was kind of looking around to see what else I wanted to do. And the great guys from Timney, John Vere and Chris Cook and those guys, they've always been good friends of mine. And... They said, "Hey, you need to look into this new company called Voodoo Gunworks. Um, they're needing somebody that has your strategic mindset that maybe can help them get to a certain place and uh I so I went down and met with Paul and Jay and Jill and everybody there at Voodoo and it we kind of it was kind of one of those things that that I really, you know, believed in what they were doing and they had a great product and I mean, it just exploded over the last few months. They just started shipping guns in, uh, I believe it was October or November, and they've already, they, they're surpassing their own expectations and they can't even keep up, so it's doing very, very well. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that people say, well, the gun industry and the gun market isn't where it should be, and I go, no. You know, the high-end market, the, the market that people really want to see is still there and it's still thriving. Um you know maybe the lower end a r market might not be where it should be, but I think the gun industry in itself you know with quality products it's it's going like crazy
0: well the industry as as a whole is kind of taking a turn where you know in previous years there was a a huge hype about high end a r s you know four or five thousand dollar a r platforms um of course you have your your you know your lower end stuff you know just um your fun your fun stuff. But over the the past year or so, most recently this year, last year, uh, a lot of shift has been towards the precision rifle, uh, bolt gun, um, you know, sub MOA accuracy, and and all of this. Um, And with Voodoo jumping in, you guys are you know Voodoo jumped in at a perfect time with the NRL 22 coming out and precision rifle being such a big hit. Um, It's it's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing that I think the 22 market's taking over so much is a lot of these guys especially in the east don't have a whole lot of ranges to shoot, you know, that long distance stuff. You know, they they can't get past three or five hundred yards. So the 22 is the next best thing. And a lot of guys are like, well, I can put this, you know, I, me and my kids can shoot this in our backyard or, you know, or we could go, you know, five minutes from my house and, and shoot and actually train like I would with my big gun, you know. And in my mind, the Voodoos are probably one of the only true trainers. I wouldn't say they're they're the only true train they're the only trainer because there's a lot of good, you know, the new Lithgos and uh, Volkertsons and CZs and all these guns are out there and they're all quality quality stuff. Um, and you'll never hear Voodoo talk bad about any of them. But you know, we pride ourselves in precision. We preside. We you know we have what we think is what everybody wants you know with the 700 based um system using any 700 trigger and is more based around a center fire rifle than you know the other ones would be
0: no absolutely and that's i mean i think that's your biggest advantage is that you have that 700 um that 700 platform that allows you guys to basically put it in any of the stocks or chassis that people are using in their competition rifles uh, which is a, a, a huge benefit. I mean, uh, I was fortunate enough just to get my voodoo in, uh, recently and, and I threw it in my J Allen chassis, um, which is the same, you know, the same platform that I use for, for shooting matches when I'm able to, um, mm-hmm. and the ability to go back and forth and just keeping the same ergonomics minus, uh, you know, slightly shorter, uh, bolt throw, um, is is phenomenal because now I know you know my my cheek well my my length of pull my trigger uh, everything is is virtually the the same between my voodoo my my 22 rimfire and my you know six five centerfire
1: Yeah, and one thing one thing the probably biggest thing that people have when they shoot centerfire is wind when is the biggest killer right and 22 yes. is probably the best trainer wind that you can do because everybody's like oh i'm going to build a 223 or i'm going to build you know something light that i can start reading wind with but you get a 22 at two and 300 yards and you're trying to read wind it's going to teach you how to try and read you know all that shifting and how all that works because they're not a high bc bullet and the wind's going to take wherever you want them to take so you start learning to read that a lot more as far as a 22 trainer
0: so, what is the, the the future of Voodoo? I mean, you guys just started. Um, you guys are, are backordered, if I'm not mistaken, or you have you know you have a decent lead time, um, and you guys just announced your your lefties for all you the backwards people out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did just release lefties. You know, it was one of those things that most companies you see nowadays don't release lefties until two or three or four years after they released the righties you know but you know jay the president of voodoo he's he's a lefty and we've got love for the lefties we released the lefties and then we put them lower than the righties because usually they're the opposites we wanted to be different so if you go buy a a lefty now in like a ridgeback the Grable ridgeback it's cheaper than if you were to go buy a righty you know and we want to cater to everybody that wants to shoot um and, you know, we've tried to been pushing different chassis and different stocks for the youth, um, the ladies out there, you know, we want to grow the sport, we don't just want to build guns, we want to we wanna go above and beyond you know, what everybody thinks and a lot of people don't realize Voodoo is a small, small small company, there's only five of us total that work there, but we're pushing out over 80 rifles a month you know, to to everywhere we've got Canada trying to I've got Canadians re- breathing down my throat trying to get them there. We've got international. Um, South Africa's been, you know, bugging us big time. Uh, all these countries are just starting to see, you know, the the voodoo. And you know, even in your guys' Southwest regionals, I mean, it took what first, second, third, and fifth, and then yep. I think there was another one that, there was another one down the road a little bit, top twenty. So every voodoo that shot, I believe, was top twenty, wasn't it?
0: It, it, it was top 20, and, and then one gentleman that um, that wasn't in the top finishing places, um, top 10, he actually shot my Voodoo before I even got a chance, and he just literally zeroed that rifle and got behind it that morning. Never shot it before. It never never put one round through it. And so it was essentially he shot the regionals with a brand-new rifle to him. So he, he mm-hmm. did very well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the the top three finishers have had theirs for for a little while and so they've had some time behind it but they uh they definitely dominated um the rankings over there
1: yeah yeah that's great you know it a lot of that says a lot about the shooter too right because it's not just a gun it's the person behind pulling the trigger but uh we're excited because we're gonna be we're working with a few companies now um one being proof research uh kg made suppressors there's uh amtac i mean we're starting to get in with a lot of these other companies that want to you know want to be a part of voodoo and we want to grow with them and um we're excited i mean it's it's exploding like crazy we we had no idea paul mike jay jill nobody had the idea of voodoo what it was going to do and it's just it's, it's, it's exceeded everybody's expectations honestly
0: it has it's pretty pretty dang phenomenal i mean i had the opportunity to come and hang out with you guys uh, a couple of months ago at your facility in utah and um i don't know if this is if this is okay to talk about or not yet but you can tell me we'll talk about it later but you guys are already looking at moving into a new facility a bigger facility
1: Hmm. yeah we are we bought the land has been purchased already um voodoo gunworks main main name it's doing business is voodoo gunworks but the main name is voodoo labs we want to create a laboratory area where we can do a lot of the testing with different things you know and we need a bigger building we want to put ranges in we want to we want to go above and beyond and test that kind of stuff we're working with uh right now we're working with long range only um applied ballistics we're gonna see what the 22 actually can do because the 22 has been so underrated for so long everybody thinks oh yard max it's for shooting you know plinking at little cans and stuff the 22 is so underrated when it comes to that and how far can you really shoot it you know i've shot one to 500 yards and that isn't even the limit uh, i'd like to see what these elr guys can do when it comes to you know how far can you accurately shoot a 22 it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if somebody can put a 22 on a hip stick at 800 yards or something you know it's it's changing the game you know our, our motto is redefining rimfire and that's kind of what we want to do
0: and and with that in mind um <clears throat> you know for a 22 you know at, at the southwestern regionals they had an elr match and that went out uh i think just over 300 and some odd yards so you know for a 22 elr is around that 300 yard mark is it not
1: I don't know, is it? Nobody's really said it. Nobody's really put that out there. Everybody thinks the ELR is 300 yards. I've shot them accurately to 500 yards. So where is that? And that's what that's why we're teaming up with, you know, Long Range Only and these guys to say, hey, how far really is ELR with a 22? You know, these guys are going to run ATAC R7 to 35s they They're going to run all of the crap, you know, that they can get out there as far as they can shoot. And it's going to be interesting to see what they can really do. It's It's going to... It's going to change a lot of people's views on 22s really, really fast, I think.
0: That, that's pretty incredible. Now, with a lot of the 22s out there, I mean, you can get, you know, uh, serial number sequential, you know, from XYZ manufacturer, whether it's Voodoo or, or CZ or Ruger, whoever it is. And mm-hmm. one rifle will love to shoot one type of ammo and another rifle will absolutely not perform well with it at all. Um, right. What's what's the, the 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 theory behind that is that still true with voodoo um you know if w- where do we look at with that because that's the biggest question that we get is, is what ammo do i shoot what ammo is working for everybody and i kind of always just throw up my hands and say test everything
1: yeah what people do in the center fire world is they go find a powder they go find a bullet they go seat the distance off the lands you know they change everything because they can in 22 you can't do that you can't go mess with that that concoction you know that ballistic profile in 22 it kind of depends on the chamber also the voodoo chamber was designed by mike bush our engineer and it's the second tightest chamber of all 22s what shoots really good in ours probably might not work in a lift or a, a cz or an Anschutz shoots or something like that you know it, it's it's a It's a whole new game when you come to 22. I came from the 22, or from the centerfire world, and I'm completely learning a whole new end of ballistics with 22 because it's totally different. I mean, with cut rifle, with single point, with hand lap, I mean, everything changes with the 22 centerfire. You know, And, and you go, what they say, Ely primed. Ely primed is totally different than say a lapua primed and then you get into lot differences i mean it's a whole new uh scientific thing you have to go through for 22 it, it's crazy but back to your statement yes i think what you need to do is go out there and buy quality ammo i mean you can go out and buy a bucket of bullets and shoot popcans all day but is it going to work in one of these precision things probably not you know, you get into the Lapua Center X, the Ely 10X, the SK, you know, it's good to go out and buy, you know, maybe a small box of each and just kind of see what your gun likes. Um, you know, one gun might not like Prime and the other gun really likes it. You know, it's just, it's a whole new thing. And what we tell everybody in our groups and when we tell people, go buy what you can afford, start testing it. And if that doesn't reach, you know, your expectations... Let's try and find something that really does, you know, and I think, I think a lot of that comes down to the shooter, you know, as, as how good of accuracy he gets. I know there's a lot of guys that are testing 15 different types of ammo because there are out there, you know, then you get into what a lot of people don't realize is most match grade ammo is subsonic. Everybody's like, oh, it's not. Yes. Most match grade ammo is subsonic. It's just, it's loaded lower, you know, to get the better consistencies, but You know, is that going to work in ALR? Probably not. It it all comes back to the shooter, I think, and what he's willing to put into it.
0: Awesome. Now, speaking of affordability, the the Voodoos um, are definitely a a higher-end 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of guys out there that have absolutely no problem you know they want the latest they want the greatest and they want the best and so you know buying a, a Voodoo um, you know for a couple thousand dollars isn't a big deal but for everyone out there that's kind of on the fence you know do I go out and, and spend you know two thousand dollars on a Voodoo um, and then you know a high-end optic and so on and so forth um, what is you know how do you, you rebut that when people call in and, and talk about price and what are the the, the different price points because I know you have a, a, a bit of a range
1: yeah and i mean the actions start out at about 1320 barreled action 1770 and then uh our ravage lines 2395 that's completely built with gray uh, graybow stock uh, timney trigger rail you know they're all fully loaded people go well you know and in a precision rifle world you've always heard it buy once cry once right Absolutely. Um, the thing with the 22 is we haven't ever shot out a 22 yet and i've got a couple of my marketing guns that have thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds on them it's one of those things you know and and we've all got that 22 in our safe that we got when we were kids and it's still shooting accurate it's one of those things that you're going to invest in and you're not going to have to do anything with it for a long 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 time because it never builds enough heat to burn a throat out it never builds enough heat to throw rifle plants you know it's Right. It's one of those things that's honestly a good investment, a quality investment. Now, you can go buy a CZ, you can go buy any of the others, and that's great. But are you going to buy something that your kids can shoot? Your kids, you know, if you want to train your kid to grow into his 270 elk rifle, or, or you know, something like that, you think shooting one of those is going to get him where he probably needs to be? You know, you can put the same trigger in it, same stock in it, same everything. And he can actually train to go hunting. He can train as he gets older. I'm doing that with my son. I'm going to build him an XLR, uh, one of our apparition, um, in a lefty because he shoots lefty, and it's going to grow with him, you know. And eventually he can switch up and shoot centerfire. But it's one of those things that not just you, the whole family can enjoy, and it's going to be around for a long, long time. It's not something that's going to lose. You know, it's cost over a year or two, and then you've got to rebarrel it and you've got to spend all the money to, to go out and rebuild the dang thing. Not to mention, Voodoo stands behind them 110%. You know, we, we don't necessarily give them an accuracy guarantee because you can't because of all the ammo and different things. Right. What we do is right. we offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not satisfied with it, I mean, we'll bring it back on our own dime, look through it, fix it, do whatever we need to do. And we'll make sure it's right. Knock on wood, I've never had one returned for accuracy, ever. So, you know, accuracy is not one of our points. You know, we, we spend a lot of time. Jay, a lot of people don't realize this, but Jay, the president, does every one of those barrels himself. So every one of those barrels are hand-fitted to those actions, and he head-spaces them and hand-fits them himself. So it's kind of a, a thing of passion for Voodoo to build these rifles. It's not an assembly line. It's not a... It's not something where we've got five guys trying to throw something together and half of them are there on because they, they're they just getting a paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. These right. guys are there because they're passionate about it and they want to build quality guns. So that's that's kind of a lot of the reason why they cost so much is there's just so much more that goes into a voodoo.
0: And and I can testify to that because when I was at the shop, I was I actually had the opportunity to watch Jay putting these rifles together and doing a lot of the work by hand. Um, I was actually surprised mm-hmm. – how much um uh, personal one-on-one attention each one of these rifles gets it's absolutely not a production line um they are a hand fitted handcrafted uh precision tool and, and it's funny to watch jay back there and um what was his dog's name nico you know yeah. uh hanging out in the shop and they're just totally super focused totally geeking out on, on, on some of the most minute details that i would overlook. Um, and that attention to detail and quality is you know what is making these things so accurate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jay takes extra, extra time. It's funny because we were talking about it the other day we were in a meeting and he goes there was a few people that walked up to him at Shot Show and, and said something about a gun that he had. You know, and he goes, Oh yeah, and he started telling him, Oh yeah, it's Black Mel and I it had sixteen inch kookery and he could spout it off just by their name. You know, he he, <laughs> he goes it was hilarious, but he goes into that and he's like, yeah, I can I can pretty much tell you every rifle that's gone out of here and who it went to and what they ordered. It's just, it's crazy. He looks at it that much, you know, he, he picks up the order forms that we do and goes through every order and, I mean, we try to build these to every customer's needs, you know, whether they want a Timney Trigger Tech, Huber, you know, we just released the Huber triggers on our rifles, um, the Bows, the Apparitions, you know, it's so, it's crazy what people want, but they're willing to pay for quality. And I think that's hopefully what we're giving to them.
0: Oh, I I couldn't agree more. I think the, the product is a super high quality. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, I'm actually going to get out this weekend and, and do some shooting with it as well. So I'm super excited for that. Now, when we're talking about accuracy, obviously, um, the rifles are coming from you guys, um, accurate, um, you know, hand, handcrafted for the most part. Um, But even the the best accuracy from the rifle, you still have to be able to see your targets. You still have to be able to to engage your targets. Mm With .22s being that we shoot these at distances from, you know, some people shoot them as close as 15 yards all the way out to, like you're saying, 500 yards. What type of Mm -hmm. optics are we looking at for this? I mean, you have to have something that can adjust to a really low parallax, but still reach out far enough to see, you know, your target at 500 yards what mm-hmm. what are you guys running what are you guys recommending or or do you guys kind of just uh you know leave it to personal preference well
1: we try to train people you know that's first and foremost that's what we try to do here at VU. we try and take extra time on the phone and explain some of this to our customers um a lot of scopes as you said do not parallax below 75 or 50 yards which kills you in like nrl 22 competitions um We've gone through, and we've found quite a few that work for us. Um, the Vortex PST Gen 2s have been a really favorite of ours, if you can get your hands on them, of course.
0: Right. <laughs> um, they'll parallax
1: down. You know, they've got good glass in them. Um, they're not top of the line, no, but they work great for what you're doing. Um The Athlons, I know they've got quite a few. I'm not that familiar with the Athlons myself, Um but – our biggest request right now, and people will kind of laugh, but it's the Night Force, attacker, the attacker 7 to 35, the new one. Okay. Because it'll parallax to 15 yards, and you'll still get infinity out of it. Um, and you've got 7 to 35 power. So you imagine 35 power at 25 yards and being able to focus at 25 yards? You know, on a KYL or something like that, that's that's huge. But that is at the top of the price list um Collis came out with their new three to eighteen They've got a ten to fifty that will do that um you know as far as vortex the razor h d four to twenty four and a half twenty seven won't do it, but the three to eighteen will I mean that's just stuff that the customers are if they're set on a line they're gonna have to go and look through that line you know vortexes or Callus or whoever's and figure out what exactly will work. Now, a lot of guys say, well, I'm not going to shoot less than 50 yards anyway. So then that opens up, you know, the rest of the scopes might, you know, the U.S. optics, (laughs) wink, wink, U.S. optics, come up with (laughs) some little parallax down to 20, you know, 25 yards. But, um, you know, that will open up that. It just depends on what the shooter's going to do, and we try to go through and train that with the the shooters uh, in mind of what they're going to do. We ask them, we have a certain amount of questions we ask them, and then we try to build, you know, what they want around them.
0: Awesome. So now let's switch topics here real quick. Um, last year you joined the National Rifle League, and you are one of our our um, our primary match directors, our inaugural match directors. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. This year you decided to do it again, and your match um, it was probably one of the fastest matches to sell out and from what i understand actually not what i understand what i know because people are calling me is you guys already have a wait list going so mm-hmm. what is it that you're doing with your match that you have a wait list going and some of these other matches from all series are having you know issues uh, uh filling up and you were able to do it in what less than 48 hours i think it was mm-hmm. yeah I,
1: I you know and i can speculate this um we at Dog Valley Precision want to take care of our shooters. We want to take care of our RROS. Our ROs had a better table than a lot of major match tables last year. They did. Um, we Our match table was probably one of the best in the country last year, and that's just because, you know, well, I've had a good relationship with a lot of the companies, but also we try to take care of our sponsors. You know, we're spending time – out there on social media and different places trying to give love to our sponsors and making sure we do appreciate, you know, their help making our match what it is. I would rather spend money on a match than take money from a match. If that makes sense. I want to give the shooters back. They're spending, you know, probably over a thousand dollars a match. If you really think between food and lodging and food and everything else, I want to give as much back to them as I can. So this year for our match, we want to feed them every meal that they're here in Utah. Um, we want to you know make sure that they're taken care of we want to make sure that they're having a great time we care about our you know our shooters that's probably that's the only reason why we have a match is because shooters show up and sponsors and everything else you know and the NRL has been great to help us out with with sponsorships which takes a huge load off of my shoulders at going out there and trying to find even more sponsors to try and make the table better but you know a lot of people had a lot of fun last year and there was a lot of things that we learned as uh, as match directors that we're going to improve on this year and make it better this year, and hopefully we'll do the same thing again next year. But yeah, I'm getting messages nonstop about trying to get spots and different things and Nobody realized, including us, realized that it was going to sell out as fast as it did.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, there was even a, a, a point in the past six months or, or so that we were like, is anybody even going to show up to to this match? Because <laughs> yeah. last year it was it was a great match. Um, there was a, a little bit of hiccups, which is, you know, which is for everybody who throws any, or does anything for the first time, it's never going to be mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but all of the hiccups were, were small hiccups for the most part, and everybody had a phenomenal time. Um, and you have matches that are, are surrounding your matches from other series that are also good quality matches, um, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they've, they've sold out yet um, mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. I might be completely wrong, but I don't think they have. Um, so what are you going to do this year for your courses of fire that – is going to be unique or or do you want to kind of keep that under wraps
1: i hate that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves and i tell tyler and shane my assistant master director the same thing i hate being like everyone else i hate copying i hate shooting off a stupid board barricade nothing against you guys don't want to shoot off those but i want to do something more that you're going to see out in the wild you know redneck floaty thing kind of set a precedence last year It kicked everybody's <laughs> butt because nobody yes, really realized what truly shooting off water does you know and revenge of redneck floaty thing will be back this year um we've got <laughs> nice. some new things designed for it um and you know we just we want to make it interesting we want to make shooters come and go okay i haven't seen this this is going to be fun type thing not just i'm going to show up but i'm going to shoot some targets and I'm going to BS because that's one of the best things about cutting the matches is seeing your buddies and BS. And, but we want to make it fun while you're shooting and make you think. And, you know, you can be a gamer like Jake Bibber or you can be like me and just go shoot to the stage and hopefully hit targets. But, you know, we want to, we want to build it around everybody. We want to have everybody show up and have fun from the most experienced shooter to the guy that's going to first do it. And, We've got a lot of good ideas as far as prizes and different giveaways that we're going to do this year to help out new shooters, to help out the shooters that maybe don't have the same um, abilities to get things like, say, I do. You know, I've got U.S. Optics as a sponsor. I've got a lot of great companies that surround me that I take for granted, you know, um, as far as getting cool products and getting what I need. But a lot of these shooters don't have that. So. right this year we're going to try and help out a lot of those shooters that don't have that, you know, the ability to do that,
0: which is awesome because all that's going to do is help grow the sport.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> kind of bringing our, our first topic and this topic back together. Voodoo is your guys's title sponsor. So are we going to mm-hmm. see a, a voodoo stage or are our competitors going to have a chance to, to, to shoot a voodoo? Um, is there going to be a voodoo on the prize table? Is Can you give me anything here, brother? There'll
1: be multiple voodoo's on our prize table. Multiple voodoo's. Nice. There's going to be a chance for them to shoot voodoo's, yes. Um, Where and how, I'm not going to say. That's going to be be kind of a secret. Um, You know, and we've got a lot of good things. Brady Lamb's going to come down from Idaho, and he's going to do a little – a little course of fire on site in day, and you know we're we're gonna try and make it as much fun as we possibly can, and I'm gonna take as much money out of my pocket and make it that way. You know we've got we've got barbecue both nights, we've got lunches, we've got. I mean, we're gonna take care of our shooters, and nice. we're gonna give away a lot of cool stuff. So
0: it karaoke be a good time. again? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this year I'll, I'll have enough liquid courage to get up there and sing a song.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, me and you will get up there. We'll go see something.
0: There you go. We'll figure out a nice duet.
1: <laughs> we'll come in like Miley Cyrus, coming like a wrecking ball.
0: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's accurate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Now, so you've got Voodoo. You've got your NRL. You've got the Dog Valley Precision match that, that's coming up here in a few. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's not all. I mean. No. <clears throat> what else is under your hat right now? Uh,
1: Robinson Armament. They've been a very um, under-known entity. Uh, they're actually the entity that started the SCAR program. Everybody sees the SCAR rifle now and thinks of HK, but that right. isn't true. The SCAR program was started by Robinson Armament back in back about 10 years ago. Um, Robinson Armament's a freaking sweet concept, and I didn't even know about it until they came to me and said, hey, will you help us? I started looking into it. I'm like, holy cow, this thing's legit. This thing's an awesome rifle. You know, you can switch out barrels. You can switch calibers. It's quality built. It's all made here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, And it's a freaking killer system as far as somebody that wants to buy a little higher end rifle and then wants to stay with it and switch out barrels or, you know, make it more appealing to whatever they're doing.
0: Now, okay, so you've got... Three or four different companies that you're working with you got your match, but then also every year you have a charity youth program that you uh you do something very special with Tell us about that
1: oh I was trying to forget that <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of those things it's like holy cow, what am i thinking um no it's it's the youth coyote hunt we have here every year in November it's the first weekend in November every year um it's for the youth only you know we we make parents we don't make parents but we get parents to take their kids out in the field not necessarily hunt coyotes but just get them out shooting um get them interactive get them you know more on the conservation and conservation mentality of things and it's it's a huge undertaking i mean we have over 500 people every year we've got over two last year we had almost 300 kids that showed up we gave away 60 to 70 rifles you know a lot of these companies that i bug for sponsorships for my matches you know i've got to bug them again later in the year for you know to try and help this because there's no way we could do it without sponsorship help because it's a non-profit so everything we take from it we give back to the youth um i mean it's it's been great you know fox pro and remy and, and all these companies have stepped up big to help us out and it's, nothing's probably greater than seeing kids, you know, smile because they've won their first rifle or, you know, they've killed their first coyote or, you know, things like that. It's a really cool thing to see as far as, you know, being involved with it.
0: Now, well, that's phenomenal. I mean, you have quite a bit going on. Um, so precision rifle as a whole. This year, um, you know, the National Rifle League went from eight matches to 16, um the precision rifle series i forgot how many matches they had last year but they added quite a few more matches this year um the you know i think three gun nation is still trying to do their long range program you have all of the individual club series guardian long range border wars um all of these different organizations that are are putting on long range precision rifle matches where do you see the growth and and sustainability of the sport growing i mean is this do you think we're growing too fast do you think we're growing at the right pace is there too much too little i mean in in cole's perfect world if he could sit up above everything and and look down on the precision rifle market and competition market right now how would you see things
1: I like where it's going. You know, there's enough people out in the world to hunt, that shoot, you know, and want to be involved more on a bigger level of shooting and hunting. I see, in my in my eyes, a lot of the club series taking off a lot more just because guys can't really afford the national level matches, you know, where you're going and spending $1,000 a weekend or whatever. Right. You know, not to mention trying to put a gun together that costs you probably over $6,000 with optics you know, I, I, there's definitely going to be that growth that's going to keep sustaining, but I think there's going to be more and more of this NRL type NRL 22 type club match stuff coming up just because the guys can afford that. And because they don't feel as overwhelmed with, you know, a smaller match. I, there's a lot of guys that come up to me and they go, Hey, I know who you are. I've seen you around, you know, I get overwhelmed with, the the national stuff um do you recommend me going and shooting the local stuff i said of course you know that's where you start you right. go shoot that right. stuff you get into it you use your gun whatever you've got uh go shoot because that's one of the coolest things about this sport is the willingness of people to help each other um i think this sport is going to continue to grow the only thing is and i like this is what the nrl's done is they promote. They promote the sponsors. They promote the people that make the the thing happen. You know, there's a lot of other ones that, you know, and I'm not going to knock any match directors at all, but there's a match directors that I know that don't give anything back to their sponsors. You know, they pocket their money. They, it's more about what they make more than about growing the sport. And it drives me nuts. You know, if you want to go make money, go make money. That's not what I'm about. I'm about growing a sport. If I, if I make $5,000 on a match, I'll put it right back in the match. I don't care. That's just, just how I go. And I know a lot of people aren't wired like that, but that is the only way that we're going to continue to grow this sport, and by giving back to the sponsors, because the sponsors are what makes it happen. You know, you don't give anything back, and I've had a lot of calls this year about, you know, how do you fill your matches? How do sponsors come to you? Number one, it's it's because of how I know my sponsors. You know, I've become friends with a lot of them over the years but it's also about how I promote my sponsors. If you're not going to promote your sponsors, they're probably not going to come back because they've got got, now, you know, when the PRS started, there was very few matches around that we're going to give back. Now you've got all these matches out there. So they've got to pick and choose who they're going to give to. And if you're not out there promoting, and if you're not doing your job, your match isn't going to grow. There's, there's no doubt about it. You know, that's one of those things that it's going to be learned and, it's like any other thing it's like you know construction back when I, I was in construction it's gonna weed those type of people out really really fast if you're not good at what you do and you don't you know say what you're gonna do it'll weed you out in a hurry
0: no I, and and i agree and i think that's one of the biggest things and while you see you know certain matches that are so successful um uh, it is because of the lack of selflessness, I guess, um, and, and the willingness to actually give back to the sport. Um, you know, the, the NRL, we're a complete non-profit. We do everything that we can to educate, and that's why, you know, we, we starting to do these podcasts and videos on education and, and so on and so forth. Um, and I, I think that's a lot of what attracts the sponsors, too, is that, we're not just throwing a a fun match. We're actually trying to grow and develop the sport because in return that ultimately is going to benefit the sponsors bottom line as well, which is why they're Mm -hmm. in this to begin with. And I think with you, you have a very unique perspective on it because not only are you a match director, but you are a sponsor. Um, So you get to kind of see the, the risk versus reward ROI from both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not always an easy thing to do.
1: No, it's hard. And we've talked about this a lot at Voodoo, you know, it's, it's very easy for us to all of a sudden spend over a hundred thousand dollars on sponsorship stuff or on marketing, you know? Right. And, and these, these mass tractors, these, these people that throw these things have got to start realizing that where are they going to put this? You know, am I going to get a better ROI sponsoring shooters that actually know our product and that can go out there and talk to other shooters? Are we going to get better ROI with matches, you know, where, where does that come in? And, you know, we want to give to matches. We want to give, I want to support all my buddies out there through matches, you know, but is it really, is it me just going to throw money out there just to say, here, buddy, here's something, or, you know, is Voodoo, is Robinson, is Evo, is, or all these companies going to get something out of it, you know?
0: Right.
1: And. You know, I think there's got to be a mentality change with a lot of that stuff with how it's been because if you're going to continue to want sponsors, you're going to have to promote and you're going to have to do a really good job at it. And, you know, you're going to have to go above and beyond. It sucks because it takes, you know, and I know, and all the other match directors know, it already takes a long freaking time to put a match together. I mean, it's months and months and months of work. You know, I was working on it from midnight to 4 a.m. the other day just because everybody kind of leaves me alone and i can get what i need done <laughs> but that's you know that's being a match director that's that's if you want to be one that's what it takes you know to to try and get it done and to try and be better and and you've got to learn from it you know we know that we screwed up a few things last year and we learn from it and we're going to change it and if you're not willing to learn change you know and innovate then in my mind you know you're probably not doing the right thing for what you're doing
0: and you'll end up being okay,
1: obvious. So. Yeah. You know, and and that might rub some people wrong, but you know, it's the truth, I think. So
0: tough love, baby. Yeah. So all right, so we're halfway through almost halfway through the year. I mean, we're it's already March. It's crazy, right? We're we're coming up to June here pretty quick. Uh out of um, control it's yeah i mean i i felt like i just saw you at at shot show like yesterday and it's already been a couple of months um what is on the plan for you personally this year i mean are you going to be able to go out and shoot any matches or is it just work for this year and and try to build everything up so you can have a little bit of breathing time next year
1: I think that's probably where it's going, and right I'd like to. You know, I've I've contacted a couple other match directors and said, hey, I'd love to help RO because maybe I can set a voodoo up or two and let people shoot it in between stages or something type thing. But as of right now, I've got three brand-new companies realistically. Two of them aren't brand-new, but their marketing plans are brand-new, and it's hard to build entire marketing strategies and plans around these new companies. And it's, it's a nonstop job between, you know, writers and events and – all these things, and it's almost impossible. And then, you know, I've got my family. I've got to spend time with them, my wife, so yes. she doesn't kill me in my sleep, and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, because she'll do it, she's crazy. She's yeah, oh me.
0: yeah, oh yeah. I don't put a task. I'm, I'm going to be calling you one no, day. No, but she's she's going to answer the phone. And I'm going to know exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah
1: it was an accident he was cleaning his guns something happened you know yeah it was one of those things but (laughs) no you know to try and toss to try and do all this it's almost impossible and you know the nrl i don't know how the hell you guys do it because it's so hard to try and juggle everything you know daily life and work and then not to mention throwing matches and getting sponsors and making them happy and all that stuff it's it's a struggle man people don't realize how how hard it is to do this it's a it's almost a it's a nine-to-nine job every day almost you know if not more it is it it takes up so much time and to try and balance that and then try and go shoot a national rifle league match you know to get dope and everything else it's almost impossible
0: yeah and, and it's definitely one of the toughest things to do and i think you and i are very blessed because both of our significant others um have great tolerance with with all of our nonsense and what we do. Um yeah. so we're very lucky in that way and you know time time is definitely probably one of the most um valued assets that we have nowadays and none of what either of us could do would be possible without the team and support that we have behind us. So, you know, they say mm-hmm. behind every every great man is a strong woman and mm-hmm. well, I like to think you and I are a great men, we still have stronger women behind us, right?
1: Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, she's the one back there cracking the whip type thing and making sure we get what we need done and still giving them the time they need. So, Yep. yeah, that's the hard thing. And then we've, you know, I've got great match directors behind me too, assistant match directors. You know, I've got Tyler and I've got Shane and Andrew helps out, you know, a ton. And I didn't necessarily give them the credit that they needed last year, but it was just – you know it's one of those things that it cannot be done honestly and do it great by one person it needs to be a team effort you know and my name is as the match director just because of of everything that's going on but th- those guys stepped up huge and made it made my life a lot easier and hopefully this year we can make all of our lives easier you know work work smart not hard right
0: exactly exactly well we're very excited to see what the future holds for you um we're very excited to be at your match um i know it's sold out i mean otherwise we 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 would plug it but if you want information on the match you can go to org and find out um all about the match and what's going on there is um a a bit of a a a wait list right now so i don't know how that's all going to work out if you're going to maybe open it up to more if you are completely (laughs) capped off but um i know there's still shooters out there that are wanting to get in which is Mm -hmm. always uh humbling and exciting um but I wanted to to thank you. I mean, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here today. Thank you for coming on to the show. We really appreciate it. I always love talking to you, and I couldn't have, uh, have asked for a better guest today.
1: Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's good to talk to you. And, again, we appreciate, you know, what the NRL does for us and what ContinuityX does for Voodoo. You know, our new website's freaking killer. We've got a whole lot of people saying how how sweet our freaking website is, and, you know, that's that's from you guys. That's from ContinuityX. X. So, uh, we, we appreciate that, and, and uh, no, we look forward to working with you and going bigger and better, of course. And you never know, maybe one of these days I can pull my head out of somewhere, get rid of some of these companies, and maybe come help the NRL a little more than I already have. So
0: uh, we'll get there. You, you know, I'd be there with open arms, brother. I uh, I appreciate knowing you for the you know the past several years, and look forward to a long long term uh, friendship uh, between our families. And mm-hmm. a, a positive working relationship as it's always been. Um and speaking of that, if I don't get back to work, <laughs> I'm gonna get my butt chewed. So I'm Me gonna too. I'm gonna cut this short. I, I appreciate it. I know you have a lot on your plate today as well. Um mm-hmm. and I look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Okay, thanks, man.
0: Thanks, brother. Take care.
1: You too. Bye.